and welcome back to your favorite podcast to listen to Behind the Rainbow with me, your host, Elaine Chaya. Let me do my little plugs before we get into this episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram if you don't already, Elaine Chaya, E-L-A-I-N-E-C-H-A-Y-A. I say it's super important because that's how I connect with all of you guys. I love when you DM me and send me your thoughts on the episodes. I respond to every single one of you, so please make sure to follow me there and hit me up and we can chit chat about all the things that I talk about and more make sure you subscribe and follow my podcast on Spotify Apple Podcasts, whatever podcast app you have that way you can find these episodes when they go up before I post them on Instagram or any other social media platform and yeah make sure to leave me a rating and review because those are very important so everyone knows how amazing this podcast is when they're looking at the ratings and reviews okay so let's get into this episode have you guys heard of the Persian Bachelorette it was taking over my Facebook feed for like a full three days of the Persian Bachelorette, the Persian Bachelorette. Have you seen the Persian Bachelorette? Everyone was posting it because I'm Persian and so all the Persians were vibing with this. So I'm like, what is this video? I have to click it now. So I click on the Persian Bachelorette with the beautifully talented, beautiful and talented both, Tara Grammy, who does the most hilarious version of the Bachelorette, but Persian version. And really, I think it just spoke to every Persian soul about everything that they're going through when dating. And she did it in a spoof of like the Bachelor and the Bachelorette on ABC and I just think we all felt like we were seen for once and someone gets what it's like dating in the Persian culture so she became an overnight star she was a star before that but definitely in the Persian community of my group everyone was talking about her and I'm like this girl's dope AF I need to meet her and then fast forward like maybe a month later I see all these videos of a simple wedding a simple wedding have you seen the trailer for a simple wedding I'm like what is this and I click on that and then it's the girl Tara Grammy again I'm like dude this is the Persian bachelorette girl oh my gosh this is probably another spoof video I can't wait to see this and as I'm watching I'm like this ain't no spoof this is going to be an actual movie about weddings in the Persian community and it was so funny again I felt like I was seen and heard amongst every other Persian who was watching this it really took on a lot of stereotypes of dating and getting married in the Persian community and let me just say because I'm super exclusive and VIP I got to watch the movie this past week and it's so good and literally is so laughable with all those stereotypes that I thought about and more and a lot of great lessons so after all of that I'm like I need to have this girl on my podcast get to the bottom of everything Tara Grammy she's amazing and talented and so nice and so freaking funny and has a lot of amazing things to say on this episode we talk about everything about her career and her path to becoming an actress all the things that she did and not giving up and going against the Persian grain to be an actress which is you know not a common thing in our community and about the Persian bachelorette about a simple wedding just so many things and more so that's my little monologue before I do the monologue with her so enjoy all of this I can't wait for you guys to listen to it I'm gonna put in the show notes her Instagram her YouTube simple wedding trailer the Persian bachelorette video and all the places that you can check out a simple wedding that will be hitting theaters next week February 14th right in time for Valentine's Day thank you Tara for doing this episode I hope you guys enjoy she's so great and I can't wait for you guys to hear what she has to say enjoy I say this on every episode that I'm so excited about today's guest but I'm literally like trying not to fangirl and be a stalker you've actually let a stalker into your house and you don't know this so that was really nice of you you're just like cool come over I'm like she don't know who she's with I am with Tara Grammy who if you're Persian hopefully if you're not Persian you've also seen this but if you're Persian you definitely have seen this the Persian bachelorette video let me explain back up when this video came out I'm not kidding my Facebook page was like Persian bachelorette every post and then literally I think my sister sent it to our family group chat and she's like you guys need to watch this the Persian bachelorette I'm like I've literally seen this in the past five minutes 20 times so I click 
take on it and I could not stop breathing dying of laughter it was just so on point and we'll get into it but if you guys haven't seen the Persian Bachelorette hello it's gonna be in the show notes you need to watch it so I'm with the girl behind the Persian Bachelorette after that moment I was like I need to have her on my podcast and then I got busy it was the holidays by the way you don't know this I do a monologue about my guests as my intro Amazing. so this is my monologue for you this is really good I usually forewarn but I just went into it because I'm a fangirl and I'm like freaking out right now no I'm really into it okay so my monologue continued so then I was like I need to have her on but then holidays came up life hashtag busy and then a few weeks ago I saw this trailer for a simple wedding oh my gosh she put out another parody YouTube video and as I'm watching and as it keeps going this isn't a parody this is freaking real and this is gonna be a real movie it's by the people of my big fat Greek wedding the next day I'm like if this wasn't a sign I don't know what is and I DM'd you and I'm like can we meet you're like yes come to my house stalker and I'm like okay cool canceled all my plans for today like I ran over long monologue short I'm with you I'm so excited we're gonna get into everything but I'm really excited to have you thank you for having me so part of my stalking vibes you know you see one video and you're like where did she come from and I tried to stalk you and there was like a little like bio like you're from Toronto like shout out Drake but that's pretty much it tell us about you and your upbringing and everything about your life from the second you were born till now Okay. I don't think you have that much time, (laughs) but I can kind of give you a very brief synopsis. Yes. I was born in Tehran, kind of traveled around when I was really little, almost lived in the States, but then went back to Tehran and then moved to Canada when I was six and lived there and then spent a few years in Germany when I was a teenager and then moved back to Canada and I went to college and then I moved to Los Angeles about seven years ago. I studied theater and I've always wanted to be an actor. Is acting always what you wanted to do or is there something else? you were interested in I wanted to be a singer too but then in high school I went to like a performing arts high school for the last two years and I kind of realized that I'm not that talented like I can sing but I'm never gonna be Adele vibes you know what I mean so I was like I'm gonna try on this acting thing a little more take this a little more seriously so you went to acting school yeah I went to theater school for university how did your parents feel because you were just telling me before we recorded this episode how literally everyone in your family is kind of doctor or engineer we pretty engineers in my family yeah and so how did they feel about you being an actor I have all these videos of me when I was little I've just always been performing ever since I was really little it wasn't a shocker to anyone my mom was very supportive I've got to say everyone else was kind of like okay let us know how it works out but my mom was like yeah you can do this this is what you gotta do why did you come to LA It kind of happened by accident. So I have a one-woman show named Mahmoud, and I performed at the New York Fringe Festival, and it did really well, and there was a manager that came and saw it, and she signed me, and she lived in LA, and I was going through a breakup at the time, and I really wanted to get out of Toronto, so I did like a three-day performance of it here in LA, and I kind of just stayed. I was like, come back and stay, and I did. I got a work visa to work in the States, and I just ended up staying. Is your family still in Toronto? I have some aunts and cousins, more distant relatives in Toronto. My mom lives in Europe with my stepdad, but no, most of my family is actually in Iran. So a Persian bachelorette. Can you explain for those who haven't seen it, like, hello, who are you? But what that episode or video was and how did you come up with it? So I came up with this character named Manija, who's like a very typical Persian lady. And we did our first video, which was called Persian Makeover with Manija, which was a spoof of Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo's tidying up. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched that and I was like, oh my God, what if a Persian person were to do this? And I came up with this character, Manija, who goes into someone's home, like white people's home, and instead of tidying it up, makes it super Persian. I made it with my friend, Shion Ebrahim, who's a hilarious, wonderful human being. And my 
my really good friend Nusha, who is the funniest person I've ever met in real life. She played my translator. Once that one went kind of viral and it blew up, so we're like, all right, let's make a second one. How do we top that one? And Cheyenne came up with the idea of doing spoof of The Bachelorette and making her Persian. What would that be like? And then we got Maz on board and Maz was like, well, I think you should do it with different types of men, like different colors of men. She's talking about Maz Jobrani, famous Persian comedian for those who don't know, but every Persian knows him just as yeah. Maz. Yeah, Maz, sorry, Maz Jobrani. And then, yeah, we got Bita Milanian who has Bita's Kitchen. She's this multi-hyphenate PR. She works in tech. She's like this genius human being. She's like my big sister. And we got her involved and she should be the mayor of LA. She knows everybody in this whole city. So she got Andy on board and got us a location and she cooked for us and she did a whole Bita's Kitchen thing. That's the name of her Instagram, which everyone should follow if you like Persian food at all. She does incredible recipes, really simple Persian food, really good and healthy. The rest is kind of history. It just all came together and everybody just gave us their time and we had a blast making it. Danced with Andy. At the end when he came in, I'm like, that was freaking clutch. <laughs> Andy's a famous Persian singer, if you guys don't know that. So did you think it was going to go viral? Did you think it was going to get as big as it did? And what was the reactions that you got from people? Well, the first one went kind of viral. So we thought people would definitely see it as much as that one. But I mean, the level of viral that it went, I never ever would have expected. The reactions are insane. What was like your favorite comment that you got? And also someone like shocking that you're like, oh my God, they saw that? Have you got any of those? Oh yeah. I'm also the host of Fersia's Got Talent. I wanted to talk about that after. Yeah. So when I went to Sweden to shoot this show, I had just put it out. I released it and I went to Sweden like a week later. And I get there and Arash, who's this really famous Iranian singer, and Ebi, who's a really famous Iranian singer. And then everybody who came was like, oh my God, you're Manija. I'm like, are you kidding me? You guys saw this? Wow, that's crazy. That's so crazy. Your YouTube page doesn't have that many videos. No. But first of all, your character reel, she does these different characters like Taylor Swift. Your Emma Watson was just like, <laughs> if I closed my eyes, I literally felt like it was her. You're really talented. Did you think that there was something to it that once you did this Persian video, because this was like, I think the first Persian one you did, there was something to that that made it viral? Yeah, I think the Persian community were kind of starved for content. So in retrospect, I see that it was the perfect storm because there are enough famous people in it that people wanted to watch it. But yeah, before I didn't think it would go viral because of that, but it went viral because it was Persian because Persian people are starved for this kind of content and seeing ourselves represented on screens like that. And did you think of that when you made the Marie Kondo one? Or you just kind of did that we for fun? We are just doing it for fun, to be fully honest. Everybody that you see is my friend. Everybody that we worked with, we were friends with. Everybody did it for free. There was a zero budget for both of them, believe it or not. It was just a fun thing that we got to put together. That's it. I love it. So Persia's Got Talent. Tell us a little bit about that. That's not out yet or it is? That comes out at the end of January. Where can people watch it? It's on a network called MBC Persia, which is a new satellite network. Do you know it? No. Yeah. They have great shows. There's this guy named Sina Valiola who has a show called Chan Chambe with Sina. And he's kind of like our Jimmy Kimmel or our Jimmy Fallon. I'm on his show, I think, in a couple of weeks. It's a great network and they got the Got Talent license. So That's it's like Amazing. a legit like it's actually part of the yeah. whole franchise yeah it's crazy so we have these incredible judges and i'm one of the hosts that's so cool yeah so have you always been involved in the persian community and doing things like in your persian realm or is this kind of a new route my one woman shows about being persian i think it's really important to write what you know when you're starting out 
so I always just wrote what I knew and got involved with what I know and what I know more than anything is where I'm from or what I wanted to explore because I think most of my childhood I spent hating the fact that I was Persian and I write about this in my play I play myself at the age of 12 where I hated how hairy I was and I looked different from all the other kids at my school I hated that my mom gave me gorma sabzi to take to school sometime yeah I remember peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and my mom was like that's dessert that's not food that's so funny though because growing up we're Persian too and we would take like the Persian rice I was fine with that stuff but I feel like my sister dealt with those kinds of same things feeling embarrassed by being different at school at a white school you know totally I really felt that so 2009 was really a turning point for me when the green movement happened in Iran I loved going to Iran every summer and connecting with my family but I didn't really care so much about my culture to be honest or the history of Iran because I was just trying to be like everyone else but then 2009 happened and it felt like there was going to be a revolution suddenly I cared and I was old enough to care and then I developed Mahmoud and then I came to LA and there's all these Persians here and they loved Mahmoud and everybody was just like loving this play so I just was like okay I guess this is kind of my people and I should just kind of explore this more became really really passionate about it so and a simple wedding that's coming out February 14th (laughs) right for those who haven't seen the trailer can you tell them what the movie is about and the all-star cast that's in this movie So this is probably what I'm most proud of in this world, a simple wedding. Okay, I'm going to give you the story because you need the story. The full story, yeah. So Sarazandia is a filmmaker. She studied at Columbia. She's the love of my life. And she wrote this script and through mutual friends, she called me and she's like, hey, I'm doing a reading of my script and I'm looking for a funny Iranian actress. Are you available? And I was like, okay, I'm not doing anything. And I read it and I remember in the reading thinking, this is the part for me. This is my part. I think she wanted someone like super famous, like, Nassim Pedrad (laughs) but I was like no this is mine so over the course of the next couple of years after that we just started to vibe and kind of work together and bring people on board and we shot a sizzle for it and we got the funding and we got it produced and we made this movie and we got Shohar Ardashlu who's my ultimate idol she's from house of sand and fog for those of you who don't know and she's on the expanse right now and she's just i mean the most famous iranian actress probably in the world she was in sisterhood of the traveling pants too most importantly of all come on (laughs) legend so she signed on rita wilson signed on maz jobrani we have james eckhouse we have this incredible cast of people that just came on board again to do this super fun romantic comedy about Iranian Americans. What's the movie about? So it's about a girl. Her name's Nusha, who's a lawyer. She meets this bisexual white man who has two gay dads and his family's divorced and comes from like this broken home. And they start living together and then her mom finds out and they kind of get forced to marry each other. And I'll let you see the movie to find out what happens next but basically it's about self-discovery and finding who you are and how you straddle these two identities which is what the main character has to do and it deals with a lot of persian stereotypes about dating and relationships and marriage it's from the producers of my big fat greek wedding yeah rita wilson who was one of the producers oh i didn't know that yeah she was one of our executives
executive producers. That's so cool. So it's yeah. in the same light kind of in kind a way. Kind of in that it's about a like culture. a culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's honestly about a girl who thinks she knows herself, but actually finds herself because of actually a breakup, believe it or not. Breakups are how we always find ourselves. <laughs> well, why? Why can't it just be like we found ourselves when we were born and it's not upsetting. I love it. So how did you meet Maz Jobrani? Because you guys are like friends and you've worked together with him in the past. Maz, I met like even before I did Mahmoud, like I'm talking like 2010. He was hosting an event that I was at in Toronto and I went up to him and I'm like, hi, I'm Tara and I have this video, like this trailer for this one woman show that I'm writing and I was wondering if you could watch it and tell me what you think. And he watched it and he emailed me. And I don't know if a lot of people know this about him, but he's literally the kindest, most generous human that's ever lived. He's so supportive and so kind, especially of Iranians. And yeah, he's incredible. So we kind of kept in touch. I auditioned for Jimmy Westwood, which was his film that came out. He gave me the part of MC Iran, an up and coming rapper. And then, yeah, we have the same manager. So I see him around town, but I still fangirl over Moz. Like Moz is my friend, but I don't act like his friend. Like <laughs> I, I'm actually always really embarrassed whenever I see him because I like almost bow every time. Hi, Moz. Thank you. Um, can I get you anything? I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't do that to anyone, but for some reason, Moz, I just I respect him so much that I always act like an idiot and say really awkward things. And is he like this is awkward, or is he like oh she's cute? He's such a gentleman. I don't think he even notices or acknowledges how awkward I am. I have so- a lot of stories about how awkward I am with Moz but that's a whole other podcast this sounds just like my autobiography of life so (laughs) that's cool so this movie took you said a few years to make it took us 20 days to shoot and a thousand years to do everything else with so pre-production was like a year and a half post-production was like a year and a half we did a festival run with it Sara took it to a bunch of festivals all over the states now it finally is getting distributed and being released it's amazing but it's funny because this is what happens right overnight you find the Persian bachelorette oh my god who is this girl I never heard about her before and they're like wait she has a movie like wait she just blew <laughs> up like what's going on you know but this has been a long time of a lot of efforts but people don't see that right they just see what just happened because I said to my mom like yeah the one she has the movie coming out she's like Hamichi's like everything just happened all of a sudden like you know but it takes a lot of work so my question with that is what has been the struggles that people like me or my mom or whatever who are just oh everything happened so fast and easy for her what actually is like behind the scenes of you getting to where you are right now well I've been doing this my entire life I've been in LA for seven years auditioning hearing no after no after no after no after no for seven years and finally I'm starting to hear some yeses and it's really cool but a lot of my success and everything you see I created I created and produced my play I produced and star in Simple Wedding I created and produced and everything with both of the manager videos all of my stuff I've created so you don't see all the work and stress and anxiety that comes with all that and honestly financial instability that's something people don't talk about it's really hard to live a life and and not know where your next paycheck is going to come from as an actor, which we all really go through. Did you ever feel like, I just want to quit. I just want to give up. This isn't happening and I'm just going to stop. Maybe I should go be an engineer or whatever. Probably not an engineer, but something like that. Yeah, we all have that crisis as actors. But my thing is, I've never done anything 
else or wanted anything else or consider myself good at anything else. So I just kind of had to keep going. I didn't have a plan B because I feel like when you have a plan B, you always end up doing your plan B. So I just had to keep going with plan A. Well, this has to work out. Just keep going. So my assistant is an actress. Her name is Myra. I had her another episode you guys have to listen to. She is right now in the auditioning stages and getting no's. She's a very positive, keep going person, but it gets defeating. So how do you go about dealing with that when you're getting your no's? How do you get yourself out of feeling so defeated? You kind of have to accept that this is kind of crazy but I heard this once and it really stuck with me your job as an actor is to audition that's your job and then your work that you get paid for is the fun part is the actual booking of the job so you have to think of it as like you're working 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 we don't get paid for our work we get paid for the fun part and once I made that distinction in my head I was like well gotta go to work gotta go to this audition that's my job to perform this audition you know and then when I get the job it's like oh this is a fun part this is where I get paid this is where I get to do what I love to do you know so that mentality helped but I still had breakdowns all the time where I was like I can't hear another no you know jobs you really loved and it's happened to me so many times that they're like okay Tara it's between you and one other actor don't you want to not hear that or do you want to hear that in the moment I don't want to hear that but later I'm like well I came so close you know it's that positive attitude of but I came really close and it wasn't me this time it'll be me next time and then next time it's definitely not you either so <laughs> so it's like it's never me but one time it's actually never me um maybe one time unless I create my own stuff but yeah doing my own stuff always helped because I knew I wouldn't just be an actor that's in other people's works you know I don't want to just be a part of someone else's dream I want to be a part of my own dream and where do you want to see yourself in five years right academy awards no no <laughs> That, why are you kidding? That's for reals. Do you have a dream project or a dream person you want to work with, whether that's a director or an actor, actress? I would love to work with Missine Pedrod. I mentioned her earlier. She's just so brilliant. And I think her and I have the same kind of brain that we just want to imitate people and do impersonations. And I met her actually at an audition. She has a show, Chad, that's coming out, I think, this year. And I just love her so much. And I loved her on SNL. And I think she was really under used on SNL because she's so talented and I'd love to do a show with her I'd love to have like a Persian girl sketch show that would be epic that would be really cool do you want to continue focusing on being someone who's like a Persian Iranian actress and like descent or is that something that just if it happens it happens but that's not your thing that you're focused on I mean it's such a part of who I am it's such a part of my identity that it's hard to ever escape it that's always who I'm going to be and I love making content for Iranians it just makes me happy that a little girl can watch me on tv and be like hey I can do that one day you know I don't have to be a doctor or a lawyer so I love that but honestly I don't know I'd also just like to be seen as a human that's not just Persian so I'll do anything you were saying how there's going to be another video that's coming out soon and you said you can't reveal too much but like what can you reveal because like as your stalker number one fan I need to know (laughs) when it's coming what it's about okay these things take me forever like how long is forever like six months that's forever (laughs) exactly you know I'm not a youtuber that's why you're like there's not a lot I'm like (laughs) you think there's not a lot of content on my youtube but each of those videos took me like six months to make (laughs) we have to find you a faster process my friend I need someone to help me yeah I'm just slow I it takes me forever because I'm a perfectionist and I want it to be really good and then I also have seven other things going at the same time so I can't give my full focus to just one thing but this next one hopefully won't take six months 
maybe three like let's half the like time three. like three like i'm aiming for three maybe before noru's that would be good oh god I don't that's know in march that. right yeah that's like two months girl <laughs> you had to start this like three months why ago why did i say that can no, i now, no no now that you put it out there you have to do it oh no okay i'm gonna be on top okay, of fine. you for this oh no okay i'm gonna get text stock no stalker's <laughs> gonna be knocking on your door hello is the video hey, up yeah i can get a final draft of that <laughs> script did you cast it already <laughs> can you reveal anything to us diehard fans about this or no just that there's gonna be another one there's gonna be another one it's gonna follow in the same reality tv light sense sense mm-hmm. vein it's gonna have some really cool special appearances by some of my fiber persians and someone's gonna get a makeover on it oh my gosh this is just all the vibes that i'm down for the game that i like to play with my guests because behind the rainbow is about being authentic and the struggles you deal with what's something that's happened to you in the past week or so that was shitty annoying that maybe you haven't publicly announced haven't shared with that many people and how have you dealt through it or how are you dealing through it this is a funny week for you to ask me that the united states almost went to war with iran and it was a really hard week for me my dad lives there my sister lives there cousins my whole family the day before yesterday actually my friend texted me that iran retaliated i sat in front of cnn and watched my phone to see when my dad and my sister would wake up and then my sister herself texted me at like 5 p.m which is like 5 a.m in tehran she's 21 and she's like hey what are they saying on your news what are you hearing is there going to be a war and i called her the idea of her being scared that there's going to be a war and she's going to die in a war is maybe the most difficult thing I've ever wrapped my brain around. That's just like a personal thing, you know, the helplessness of it, the fear, the wanting to take care of like your little sister. And yeah, it's really hard. But how did I get through it? I didn't. How do you get through that? How do you erase that from your brain and your heart? It's been a very somber week for me, just with the fear of anything could happen with the current administration. And how are they dealing with it over there right now? I mean, they're dealing. How do you deal? There was a plane crash that now they're saying was because of missile that they misfired and it hit this plane that two minutes after takeoff killed 176 Iranians, 63 of which were Iranian Canadians on their way back to Toronto, people that had just gotten married. It's tragic. This country has been through so much since 1953. How can my heart not break for those people all the time? It's hard and it's hard that you're here and they're so far away and you literally can't do anything. Not that you could do anything if you were over there too, but they're so far from you. Yeah. And also I feel conflicted in that I don't want to talk about it too much because I also don't feel like I have the right to talk about it too much because I live here and I'm privileged and how can I speak for the people of Iran? How can I ever give myself the right to speak for them? All I can do is express my feelings, how I feel for them, but I can't speak for them. I can't speak for how they feel about the government. I can't speak for how they feel about war. I can't speak for anything. I can just express my own fear. You can speak for your family at least. That's the few that you can represent. They're so strong. They're just so strong. Well, hopefully people will be in peace soon. Yeah. Maybe in 2020. (laughs) I'm a little optimistic and hopeful. (laughs) If there is one last message or takeaway people listening to this episode that you want people to get, what would it be? I think the most important thing in these times is to educate ourselves in these times and in all times. I can only speak like for the Iranian community, obviously, but now that all these things are happening in Iran, it'd be really cool if all Americans could go and see a movie like Simple Wedding and be our allies and get to know this culture that there's more than 5 million Iranians living outside of Iran right now. And we have all these immigrant 
cultures that we're building outside of Iran and we need allies and we need to be represented and we need to be normalized. So what I would ask and what I would say is for non-Iranians especially to try to get to know us. Hang out with an Iranian, Google some Iranians, watch some Iranian films, watch Asghar Farhadi's films, watch Simple Wedding, watch Simple Wedding everyone. Just watch Simple Wedding, that's I all you need really to do. I just really want you to see a Simple Wedding. It's really funny, I promise. Yeah, I just want to say, yeah, educate yourselves. And let me ask you, so that was my final question, but side question with yeah. that, do you feel that mentioning your Iranian, have you gotten negativity around it? Yeah, I have, especially growing up, but I feel so privileged to be here in LA. That's such a diverse city. And I grew up in Toronto. That's also so diverse. So I haven't felt it the way someone maybe in Texas would feel it or someone would fear it who lives in Idaho, you know? So I'm not maybe the right person to ask. No, I wanted to ask you because I mean, you're out there and you're having a Iranian movie coming out, which is Iranian. really making big waves i think this is going to be a really good thing i really hope so i promise it's actually a really good movie it's like a feel good movie no like literally before i met you i'm like with my family this is going to be a family outing we're going to go watch oh, this as a family yes so. please take all your friends too we've taken it to a bunch of festivals i've only been to a few but people at festivals have loved this movie we went to palm springs and entire screening i'm not exaggerating it was like 300 white people over 75 standing ovation anybody who wanted to talk to us afterwards in the talk back was like you know all the movies you see at these festivals are so depressing and this just brought a light to my heart and I just love Iranians and you guys are so pretty and you're so fun and you're just like us I'm crying and that was one of her character real moments and I loved it yeah. thank you for doing that <laughs> and what did your uncle say this was a very nice movie you did a very nice job. I do your PR. No problem. I call everyone I know. Everybody I know in Florida, they will go see it. You got all the Florida people out there. Yeah. Everyone in Florida is going to see my movie. Okay. Well, thank you so much for doing this podcast episode. Oh my me. gosh. I'm so excited to share this. I'm going to put the trailer and the yes. dates and everything, thank your YouTube, you. all the stuff in the show notes for people to follow. That's amazing. Hey, and please don't at me if you want more content. I'm trying. Okay. Six months at a time. <laughs> Three months now we're speeding it up here Can we say four you can't change noruz's date so that? yeah now that you put it out there so my outro that i do is i say until next time and i ask my guests to do it for me so can okay. you do like a really cool version of until next time i can do it as manager oh please oh my gosh uh, until next time uh, have a lovely time no that was weird let me do it again until next time uh, we sing you soon okay bye bye boost boost